Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs episode 16. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we are recording on Monday, August 6th. So it has been about almost exactly a month since we last recorded, right Charlene? Yeah, and in my time zone it is just after 8 a.m. And here in France, it is just after 5 p.m., so we are nine hours ahead, or I'm nine hours ahead of Charlene in California. And that kind of is a little segue into, yes, I am on vacation. I am in France in a little tiny town called Bouzigue. My family and I lived here from July of 2008 to July of 2010, and we've been saving our money and our frequent flyer miles for the last two years so we could come back this summer for a vacation to see all of our friends. So we're having a fabulous time, minus one broken bone, and it's just been a great trip. So now I get to chat with Charlene. I'm so excited. We've been emailed, but we haven't spoken in over like a month. Yeah, so, well, has it been? Yeah, I guess so. Since you left, yeah. So I guess almost a month. I think it's exactly a month because we recorded on July. It was a Monday, July 5th. So it's one calendar day longer, but it was a Monday. Oh, okay. Okay. So what are you wearing? What am I wearing? Well, I didn't plan this very well. I'm actually not wearing any knitted items, and I have to say... Pardon the bell. <laughs> oh, and now pardon the garbage truck that's going by outside. Yeah, it might be a little loud today. We're recording via Skype, and that is yeah. Arlene's bird, Nani, in the background. And here in the background, in my little village, you will hear wind rustling through the trees. You would smell cigarette smoke if you could, if we had smell-o-vision. And it's France, lots of smokers. And you might even hear cars and things like that going by. So I apologize for any ambient noise on my end as well. Yeah, if Nani starts playing with her bell too much, we're going to have to stop, and I'm going to have to try again to remove aforementioned bell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but as I was saying, I am not wearing any hand knits right now because I just got back from the gym, so I'm kind of sweaty and gross and haven't showered yet. So I'm just going to skip that segment for today. How about you, Gail? I also am not wearing any hand knits at the moment because it's very hot here. So I am wearing nothing warm at the moment. It's all very cool, breathable clothing. Okay, so today's episode is all going to be about projects in the planning, I guess. (laughs) Exactly, which is okay with me. So what have you been stalking? Okay, so I am at the point where I need to start planning a next project. Oh, that's so much fun. I know. I'm coming to the end of actually two. And, you know, this is the way that it always works out for me. I I seem to finish projects in bunches. but So I've got two that are almost off the needles, not quite. And I'm trying to figure out what I need to start swatching next. And the one that I keep coming back to that I actually do have yarn for, which is why I keep coming back to it, is the Tangled Yoke Cardigan by Uni Jang. And it was a pattern, let's see, that was published originally in September 2007 in the Fall 2007 Interweave Knits. And it's a fairly popular pattern. When I checked yesterday, there were almost 1,800 projects on Ravelry. Wow. The yarn recommended is Rowan Felted Tweed, which is a very nice soft tweed. Um, I probably due to the fiber content. It is 50% wool, 25% alpaca, and 25% rayon. So the alpaca and rayon makes it very soft. And I have a nice, it's not plummy purple it's kind of a lighter purple but I have that waiting in the wings to go for that sweater I've been waiting to hear about this because you got the yarn for that like at least six or seven months ago right possibly it doesn't feel like I've had it that long but it could be it could be I know I've been planning on knitting this sweater probably since that issue came out 
and somebody that I know knit the sweater and she tells me that she loves it. She wears it all the time. It's one of her go-to sweaters and I don't know why I've waited so long. It's just one of those things that's been in the queue and I keep putting it off, putting it off because you know how it is. A new exciting shiny something comes along and <laughs> yes it's more distracting now, yeah is the, person, everything is the person you know who knit it an employee at the shop yeah and she knit it in a green yarn right i think so yeah. yes because she yeah. walked in one day when i was there and i thought that sweater was just beautiful and once again oh. it was another pattern that did not speak to me from the project pictures on ravelry so i'm looking forward to watching you knit that and seeing the finished object yeah, um, the patterned pictures in the magazine, the sweater is knit in kind of an off-white, beigey color. And it, it, they're not bad patterned pictures, but it just, it's not incredibly striking. But the thing that I like, or the detail that I like about the sweater is the cable detail that goes around the yoke. It's a circular yoke and it's just got these beautiful cables around the yoke that I can't wait to knit. <laughs> Aren't they kind of Celtic knot looking, if I remember correctly? I guess so. To be honest, I don't know what defines a Celtic knot exactly, so I can't really say, and I don't know the history of that particular cable pattern. I don't know if it even mentions it in the magazine. It might, but because sometimes the patterns are themed, but I think that very well might be my next big project. At least that's what I'm thinking today. <laughs> well, that makes me wonder, since Charlene and I haven't spoken in a month, and I just listened to episode 15 yesterday, we were talking about Walpole and William Morris. Did you buy the William Morris, or you haven't decided yet? I still have it, and I'm I it it is... I have purchased it, yeah. Yay! And I don't, I don't know why. I'm just that could be it too. <laughs> it's on the list, Gail. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting! You know, you never know what's gonna. Some days something just strikes you, and you have to just start it when you've got that that bee buzzing. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I have been looking at is a real simple shawl pattern that's been around Ravelry for a long time. There's 4,000 projects. It's called 198 Yards of Heaven. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. Yeah, you've probably seen it. It's a pattern written by Christy Verity. I think it's a free pattern, even. I think it's too. Yeah. I should double check that. But I have one skein... 200, I think it's about 200 yards, and I'm going to try to eke the little shawl out of the skein that I have. We'll see if I can. <laughs> nice. See, I'm looking that up. I'm at my computer. I'm looking that up right now to see if it's a free pattern. So am I. Yes, it, it is, is a free pattern on Ravelry. Yeah, very nice. I, yeah, I couldn't remember if I had gotten it for free or if I paid for it. But there are so many projects, and people have used every kind of yarn imaginable and made it in all different sizes. So it looks like it is probably an easy pattern to scale to whatever size yarn you have or whatever quantity you have. And I have, like I mentioned, almost exactly the amount that the pattern calls for. So I'll see how far I get, and if I do, if Indeed, I started next. You'll hear. <laughs> How exciting. I love it. It's a very cute little lace shawl, too. So it's, it's yes, just a little basic little shawl. So, And I have that in mind as a gift for someone. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So how about you? What are you stocking? Absolutely nothing. I have had really? almost zero internet connectivity since arriving in France. So uh, when I actually have connections to the internet, I actually spend time checking up on email. I'm still working, so I have to catch up on work when I have the opportunity. And I try to stay kind of up to date with the groups on Ravelry. So I have not been stalking. 
Yeah. And actually, I should mention, too, that was part of the reason why Gail and I were not in touch for a while, because I did not have Internet for almost a week at my house either, which was very, very strange for this family. I know. Isn't it weird? (laughs) It is. You know, we use it for so much and we switched our our service. Basically, all we did was switch our billing. We didn't switch companies. We just switched to a less expensive plan. And I think this is how they torture you <laughs> or how they get back at you for switching to a less expensive plan with the same service. But you know, they have these occasional special offers and then they say, well, we have to disconnect this. And when the technician finally came to our house to set it up, he couldn't understand why that had happened either. Uh, For us. Yeah. 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 I have to, but he had, but he did mention that he had seen it done before. So interesting. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a punishment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have to say, so, I think it's been good for my health that I haven't had as much access to the computer. So that's it's mostly a good thing, but it is sometimes. I mean, I miss not being able to get onto Ravelry and browse around when I want to. Right, right. Yeah. But anyways, okay, so that's our stalking. What are you actually knitting? You said two projects are almost done. What are they? Almost done, yeah. The first one is the one that I started for the Knit Along, which is the Leica sweater by Isolde Teague. And last I talked about it, I believe that I had been working on the hood. And I had had to rip out the hood because I didn't like I can't even remember. I think it was decreases. I didn't like the way some of my decreases were looking. You so de- I ripped it out. Was de- that it? Yeah, you defined them as being wonky. Okay, that's <laughs> my technical term, wonky. <laughs> so, yeah, I ripped those out, and I got the hood right on my next try. I I think perhaps one of my stitch markers might have moved and I just didn't notice it. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was easy to re-knit and then moved on to the next sweater challenge for Leica, which was the endless edging. (laughs) And you've knit this, so I'm sure you can relate, but the edging goes around the bottom of the sweater all the way up the front edges and then around the hood. Let's just say it is lots and lots and lots of stitches. Yeah, upwards of 500 at least. I didn't even try to count or figure it out. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, just going around and around, buttonhole rows as well, which Gail did not do because she did a zipper. The buttonholes, I really liked doing the buttonholes. She uses a one row buttonhole technique, which I believe is also an Elizabeth Zimmerman technique. I really like the one row buttonhole. And it, you know, it just took a long time working on multiple needles to get all the way around. I did have to say, I did put, end up putting the sweater in timeout for several times because I just got tired of knitting all those stitches around and around. And then actually holding the weight of the whole sweater was a little stressful on my hands as well. While Laika was in time out, I started the cowl neck vest from the Knit Red book. The pattern is by Cicely Glowick McDonald, and I am knitting it in Malabrigo Rios in the Purpuras colorway, which is purples. And it is a big gauge, and it is a quick knit compared to Laika, and I really needed something to knit on bigger needles. And I'm knitting it, was... it on size 9s and 10s, and that never happens for me. <laughs> I am so jealous. I wanted to start that project, too, and now I was – that was, like, my first project when I get home. So yours is going to be done already. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be close to being done because it's a top-down, and I am currently working on the front edging. I'm hoping that I did not make it too long because I definitely made it a little bit 
longer than called for in the pattern because I do like my sweaters to cover the top of my jeans and all of my jeans are those low cut style jeans. So I like my sweaters to go down over the top of my jeans. So I knit it a little bit longer. I'm hoping it is not too long. When I washed my swatch, my swatch didn't really grow that much. And you know how we talked about last week, sometimes you just can't tell on a swatch and it's super wash yarn. So I'm suspecting that the garment will grow a little bit. So if it grows too long, I may have to rip rip, but we'll see. Right now, as I mentioned, I'm working on the edging. I've knit the cowl and separated for the sleeves and knit all the way down the body, knit the bottom edging and the front edging. One, one side I need to rip out and redo because I picked up a different number of stitches on each side just as a test to see whether I liked it with more stitches or fewer stitches. I like it with more stitches. So the side with the fewer stitches will be rip ripped and re-knit. And then I need to go button shopping. I need buttons for the cowl neck and I need a lot of little buttons for the Leica. So that will be my next challenge. You know how finding buttons is always a challenge for me. <laughs> yeah, I have a good button story in a minute. Now, you said you're worried that it might be too long. What do you consider to be too long for you? Just that it doesn't look right. <laughs> okay. okay. It's, you know, it, it's just the look. I'll just have to try it on and see. There's not really, I don't know, it just looks cute in the pictures, the way it's knit. And in the pictures, it's kind of short. But like I said, I do like it to cover the top of my jeans. So I think it will be okay. We'll see. It's funny because I'm considering knitting mine to be longer because I want it to cover my butt. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine won't. Mine isn't that long. Somewhere in between. Got it. Somewhere in between. So I think it'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see. It's not that hard to shorten it if I have to. Well, and I'll be home before you know it, so we could go button shopping together if you want to wait that long. That's true. That's true. And I, you know how I am with buttons. It, it might take that long. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you mean. Buttons are just hard. I, I always have in my head a picture that I'm going to find some kind of cute new button. And I always gravitate towards those little shell buttons. Yep. Always, 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 no matter what garment it is. And I need to step out of the cute little shell buttons. Yes, I know. Even though I keep thinking that the pink ones might look really nice on this, but <laughs> I need to branch out. Okay, so those were your two in progress items. Yes. So how about you? What are you knitting? Okay. I did indeed cast on for the Lar cardigan by Gudrun Johnson. And I cast on as we were driving to the airport, leaving Santa Cruz. So, uh, so it's truly a knit while traveling project. Yes. That was kind of my mental state of mind is I want this to be vacation knitting. So I won't even cast on until we leave the house. And wow. as of this morning, I have completed the entire body, including the back and both fronts, and joining the fronts to the back with a three-needle bind-off at the shoulder. Wow. So, and it's beautiful. It is so, so, so pretty. I'm so happy with this sweater. So I still have to do the sleeves, which are three-quarter length sleeves. They are seamless set-in sleeves, which I've never done before. So keep your fingers crossed for me. And right. is again lace weight yarn. So I don't know how long these sleeves are going to take me. I'm anticipating it'll be a while. And I have to do the button bands and the neck band. So I'm we leave here in four days and we have a three hour drive from here to Barcelona, which is where we're flying from. So I don't know if I can get it done while still in France or not. And then we have a couple days of vacation left in America. So there's a chance I might be able to get it done. I really wanted to finish before we left France so I could take pictures in it here, but mm -hmm. they might be work in progress pictures and not finished object pictures. So loving that knit. It's, I'm so pleased with how it's turning out too, because Yay. I'm surprised that I haven't made a lot of mistakes in it. 
And is <laughs> that like when I did the three needle bind off at the top of the shoulders, the lace matched up perfectly. And I had to show my husband I was so excited. And he said, yeah, that looks really good. And when I tried it on today, when I was done with the binding off, my son even said, wow, mommy, that's really pretty. So. Oh, that's great. And now this is the morning dove. Yes, the Madeline Tosh lace in the morning dove colorway. Yay. It's just beautiful. And it's a step outside of what color the colors I typically choose. So I'm really, really happy with it. I just I can't say enough positive stuff about it. I wouldn't recommend this as any type of sweater for a beginning knitter. I would even say you'd have to be a pretty solid intermediate knitter to tackle this one because of all the different techniques and it's just I don't want to call it tedious knitting because it's really not. I'm actually enjoying the knit a lot, but you have to pay a lot of close attention to a lot of different things in the pattern itself. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not like TV knitting where you don't have to pay attention, which for my sake, my husband brings with us wherever we go, and he happened to bring True Blood, which is what he has been watching the last two evenings when we actually finally relax, which is like 11 o'clock at night here. <laughs> I detest True Blood. Sorry, all of you True Blood fans. I'm not a True Blood, True Blood fan. And luckily for me, it's been where I've really had to concentrate on the knitting. So he keeps saying, oh, well, did you see that? No, honey, I'm not paying attention. <laughs> it's worked out really well in terms of TV timing for me that I don't have to pay attention to whatever's happening on the screen. But... Lar is the first thing I'm working on. Okay. I also did decide to bring Lefty with me after all the shawl that I'm using. Oh, right. and I saw some Lefty pictures on Ravelry. Yes, so that I have been knitting it a little bit in between working on Lar. I wasn't planning to take it with me initially, and then at the last minute I thought, oh, I just love it so much I have to bring it. So I tossed it into the suitcase. And it's now, it's in my lap right now, and it is... I'd say it's probably half finished, and it's really, really, really pretty. I do not enjoy knitting this at all. I, oh, really? I, yes, I love the yarn. I love the feel of the yarn. I love the way it's turning out and how it looks, but I guess I just am not a big fan of garter stitch because um. I'm ready to poke myself in the eye with my knee. <laughs> So I can only knit it for short periods of time before I just kind of go insane. But it is really, really pretty. So that's, again, by Martina Bem. It's a shawl that each row gets longer as you go. So it started out really fast, and now the rows, I'm afraid to count the stitches, but it's at least two feet long as I'm holding it in my hands, the row. So each row gets longer and longer and longer. Um, that I'm knitting with Madeline Tosh lace. I'm sorry, Madeline Tosh in the air light base in several different colors. And I'm getting ready to cast on a few other things, which I guess that would have counted as stalking, but that's true. That's what, that's what I put. I put my almost projects into the stocking segment this week. Yeah, then I'll, okay, then Nora. But you just haven't really been able to stock them online because of the internet connectivity issues. So. There we go. That's okay. That's a good way to describe it because I actually had already purchased the pattern that I'm, that I would be stalking if I was in America probably, but yes. because I haven't been connected, I knew that I wanted to knit the hat called Nori N O R I E by Goodrin oh, Johnson. I did mention that. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm already knitting a Goodrin Johnson pattern and I bought these at the same time, it seemed like it was serendipity to do them both while in Europe. And also my good friend, Louise, who is Lou knits on Ravelry, who I've mentioned before because she donated three skeins of her hand spun yarn to the knit along. She and I had our first get together the other day. It was wonderful to see her. She oh, lives here. Yeah, she lives here in France, very close to the village where I live. And she came over. We only had a brief visit because I had to take Max back to the doctor for his broken foot. And she brought me the most gorgeous skein of hand spun yarn that is pink and yellow and orange and it is gorgeous and it, oh how nice it's just stunning and it was 272 yards we figured out 
She didn't know the exact fiber content, but she said she's sure it's merino and silk and she's not sure what else. However, it's enough yarn to knit Nori if I can get the gauge. So I was thinking it's the same designer as the other vacation sweater I'm knitting. And if I can do it with this gift yarn I received while here, it would just be, you know, it's serendipity. It's just all worked yeah. together. So I already had that pattern, so I haven't actually stalked it. But that's something that will happen between now and when I get back to America. Yeah. Yeah. So that's super exciting just because the yarn's so pretty. And I put it in my stash if anyone wants to see pictures of it. And there it, it's a picture of the Hank. And I've since wound it into a ball because I'm ready to swatch for it because I'm so excited. But <laughs> Lar, you know, the body was of Lar was so close to being finished that I haven't swatched for the hat yet. But still it's just super fun. I'm just loving it. So that's actually what I'm either currently knitting or almost knitting. Yeah. All right. So the next big question is, Gail, what have you finished? I finished two things. I actually finished 5200K, the Suvi Simone pattern. Yeah. Wow. Our knit along project that I selected, I finished it. It was the sweater that I knit in the Western Sky Knits Aspen Sock in the Aqua colorway. And Kim, the woman who dyed this particular yarn, has donated a skein of her Aspen Sock to the knit along. So we're now going to have even another prize for the knit along, but it's the same base that I used for the 5200 and it's done, 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 except for being blocked. I even sewed on the buttons and I have a backstory for that. Rebecca WIP is her username on Ravelry and her name is Rebecca and she also lives very close to where I am in France. She's about 35 minutes away from here. And when she heard I was coming to France, she said, okay, we never met when you lived here for two years, but let's make sure we meet while you're here on vacation. And we did. She came and picked me up in the village and drove me to Montpellier, where her knit group gets together once a month. And we had the most fabulous day. She greeted me with hand homemade apricot jam that her husband made from apricots from their tree, which is already gone because it was so delicious. And she brought me a package of, um, what would you call them? They're um, the handmade candies. They're a specialty from the city near where she lives. So she brought me presents. And then in Montpellier, we started by shopping because it's the sale season here in France. And uh -huh. she brought me to a store called Avant Après, which means before and after, which I've wanted to visit since I lived here and never had the opportunity and we had a wonderful time. There were so many gorgeous buttons. You would have been in button heaven. Oh, and wow. I purchased the buttons for 5200. They're little cloth covered buttons that don't really match the aqua yarn, but they give a really great pop. So I bought four of those and I was thrilled to death. I bought all 10 buttons that I need for Lar. They are a shimmery dark gray, which will look, it just looks perfect with the morning dove. And I bought eight tealy buttons that I think they might be a coconut shell that will be for some future project. I mean, I would have purchased a ton more buttons if I had lost all self-control, but I maintained self-control. <laughs> and they also had Lang brand Donegal tweed yarn on sale for four euros a ball, which is about $5 in the U.S., Mm -hmm. It's lovely yarn, and I bought several skeins of it because the price was so delicious. And we were laughing because it is Donegal tweed, so the, the uh, wool itself comes from Ireland. It was made in Italy, and I purchased it in France. So <laughs> we're calling internationally it traveled yarn. <laughs> I'm calling it souvenir yarn, but I don't really know how that fits into the souvenir idea, except I bought it in France with Rebecca. It was really fun. She bought some gorgeous fabric because she's now starting to sew as well as knit. And she was knitting on her Wandanelle cardigan in Lorna's Laces Shepherd Sock, which she's doing for the Ravelinic Games. So she was knitting on her Wandanelle while we were on the tram to Montpellier and while we were eating our delicious lunch and while we were knitting. So we went from the yarn store to lunch where we sat in a beautiful little tea house and ate the most delicious lunch, which there are pictures in the knit along thread. I couldn't resist 
putting a, a post in there about the afternoon I spent with her. So I saw that. It looked very lovely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Delicious lunch. The dessert was to die for. And then we just sat there for an hour after we finished eating, knitting away and chatting away. She is adorable. She's funny. She's sweet. She's nice. She's just an adorable person. I am so glad I spent the day with her. And from the tea shop, we went to meet with three of her knitting friends where we sat outside in the little terrace ice cream shop for three hours knitting. Oh, wow. It was like the perfect knitting day, the most perfect knitting day ever, except for you weren't there. That was the only <laughs> day. So I even sent a text to Charlene as we were sitting out there in the terrace because I just couldn't resist. Like, okay, my best knitting friend forever isn't here with me, so I have to at least send her a text message. And, so. yeah, and, and we're not we're, – Gail's not – in general, texting across the pond because of the international phone charges. So, you know, that was a big step. <laughs> it was so worth it. I just had, it was, you know, just the right thing to do at the time. <laughs> so absolutely fabulous day. It was just, it'll be a great souvenir in terms of remembering my trip here and the knitting yeah. of being here and seeing Louise was wonderful. And just all good things. So that was finishing the 5200K and my explanation of the buttons. And I also finished the hat I brought with me, which is the Christian's Hat, a free pattern on Ravelry. I used some of my Red Heart soft acrylic yarn to knit that up, and it knit up very quickly. It's a very nice hat. I will definitely knit more of them in the future. I don't have FO pictures yet because I haven't been able to get my children to stand still and be my models in the heat. But there will be pictures eventually. So those are my two finished objects. And you? Well, I have one that's, the knitting is finished, but I haven't photographed it either, just like you. And you're going to laugh at me because I don't even think that we talked about this before you left. So it's one that just got started and done really quickly. And that is the Zuzu's Petals cow oh that's a one yeah and i know that you've knit it right yes, yeah and it was it was a really quick knit yes and zuzu's petals is a pattern by karina spencer which was published in february of this year and it is a cowl that is knit in the round to give the illusion of a triangular shawl that is draped with the long point forward on your neck is that a good description of it? I hope yeah. so. <laughs> like bandana style. Yeah, bandana style. That's a good way to describe it. And the reason I knit this, it wasn't really even on my radar, but I had a ball of Misty Alpaca hand paint yarn that has a story. And I think I might have told you about the yarn before you left. It was Kathy's yarn. And... Kathy is a friend of ours who has had some health issues over the past couple of months. She has, it just all happened very quickly. She went from having her mammogram to mastectomy extremely fast, extremely, extremely fast. And so Gail and I have both been worried about her and trying to you know, just keep her in our thoughts and prayers and that kind of thing. But anyway, Kathy has been doing a lot of cleaning out of her house, too. And a couple of years ago, she bought this yarn because she was trying to learn to knit. And then in the past couple of months, she came across this project and she said it's just sitting in her house mocking her that oh, she's not oh. knitting. <laughs> she's not learning to knit. So she gave me back this yarn and she said, here, you may make something for yourself out of it, but, you know, of course, I'm not going to make something for myself out of it. I look at the yarn and I see Kathy because she picked the yarn because it's her colors, completely her colors. So I look at this yarn. So Zuzu's Petals is going to go to Kathy eventually when I block it and photograph it. Oh, that's awesome. That's very yeah. So, so that was the first thing that I've actually finished. The second thing that I finished is the project that I talked about on the last episode, which is my Buttercup 2. Yay! Yeah, and last episode I talked about repurposing the yarn from an old sweater and undoing that sweater, unraveling that sweater, 
and I did finish with that. Knit up this sweater, which was a super fast knit in the round. I'm really happy with the results, although I have to be honest, I haven't worn it that much, but I do need to get that into my rotation before the weather gets too cool, but it's just been foggy a lot lately. So which that probably accounts for my failure to wear it, but I really love it. It's a black cotton yarn, so it's going to match everything. Yay. Yeah, I'm very excited. I actually don't have a good photograph of it up on Ravelry yet. I just have a photo of it laying flat. Eventually, when you get back, we're going to have to do a photo shoot of me wearing it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, that's so cool. So I started mine so long ago, still haven't finished it, and now you finished too. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I know, and you started yours first. Yeah. I think you just, you kind of stalled out on it, though, because you weren't sure about it. So you just, you'll have to come home and try mine on and see if you like it. Exactly. That's That should be the right plan. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I need to wrap up on my end before my friends arrive back at their house where I'm squatting using the, they know I'm here, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> before they return and I feel awkward because I'm recording in their home. So thank you so much for joining us. Charlene, it was absolutely fantastic to hear your voice and catch up on our knitting. I know, this was fun. And following right now, depending on the time of this recording, the duration of this recording, we pre-recorded some other segments, which I will append to this episode. So I can't tell you in advance what they'll be because it depends on how long this recording was, which I can't see because I'm using a weird Skype recording tool instead of our usual tool. So it's all kind of a mystery to me right now. So, again, thank you so much for joining us for episode 16. Next episode, Charlene and I will be back together live and in person. And, Yay. yeah, it'll be wonderful to see you. I'll see you in, oh, my gosh, a week and a day. I'll be back in a week. So, All right. thanks, everybody. Happy knitting. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. In the polls we posted on our Ravelry thread in our Ravelry group, we asked what accessory Charlene and I have both knit that you guys would like to hear about. And the overwhelmingly most popular decision was the Citron Chalette, which is by Hilary Smith Callis. And Charlene, why don't you begin and let us know what you thought of this pattern? I just want to add that it was originally published in the winter 2009 edition of Knitty Online Magazine. So I think I have knit three of these so far. I actually thought I had knit four, but I only find three on my Ravelry projects area. So we'll go with three right now. <laughs> and I know it was, it was a popular little shawl for a while. Oh yeah. Well, I, it says there are 9,541 projects on Ravelry. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of people come into the store where I work wearing them. And when we were at stitches, I saw all kinds of variations of this little shawl. Obviously, if I've knit three of them, I must have really liked it. And yes, I did. And let's see, one of them was knit as a store sample. One of them I knit for myself. And one of them actually I knit for a gift. And I actually haven't even given it to anyone yet. I, I have this funny thing that I do. I call it my gift stash where I just, if I want to knit something, but not necessarily for myself, or if it's not necessarily a color I want, but I just want to knit an item, or if I just need a knitted project and I don't have an immediate recipient, sometimes I just stick them away and call it my gift stash. Instead of my yarn stash, it's my gift stash. I have that. <laughs> so I've knit three of them, and it's actually a fun little project. It's got the feature that everybody likes is called ruching, where the stitch count is, I can't remember if it's doubled or tripled, for several rows. And you get extra fabric in there that kind of gathers together. And it's called ruching. And it's very, very nice. I like it. You just have to be careful not to block the ruching out. I've heard of people accidentally doing that. But I had I had a lot of fun knitting it. How about you? 
I actually found it kind of tedious, but that <laughs> it could have been my yarn selection because I chose a yarn that was mostly mohair. And I don't know if I'm unique in the world, but I have an issue with mohair yarn. Every time I knit with a yarn that is mostly mohair or all mohair, little tiny fibers get in my eyes and it makes it so that I can't see and my eyes water and itch. And I knit this in a mohair yarn. So what happened was it was irritating to knit. So when I got to those areas of ruching where there were a gazillion stitches on the needles, it seemed painstakingly long to knit those right. ribbons. So well, it, it is long. The the ruching rows are very long. You get several hundred stitches on the needles there. So yeah, I think what <laughs> I should not do. Imagining it. <laughs> yeah, and I knew that at the time too. But I think what I need to do is potentially re-knit it in a smoother yarn that doesn't have a halo. Although I loved, loved, loved the finished object. Yeah. So it was yeah. worth it. Well, the yarn that the pattern calls for is the Malabrigo Lace, which I think makes it a very affordable project because here in the U.S., the Malabrigo Lace is approximately $10, isn't it, don't you think? Yeah. I think it's been about $10 everywhere we've seen it. I've never yeah. seen it priced dramatically more. And for your $10, you get... A, a good knit, I feel. So uh, that's why I feel like it's an affordable project. But not everybody has knitted in that yarn, obviously. There have been variations in sock yarns, all kinds of other lace yarns. And some people don't like the Malabrigo. Some people love the Malabrigo. Your reaction to it probably varies. My most often heard complaint, I think, is that people, some people don't like how much of a halo it gets after wearing. I wouldn't necessarily call it pilling because I've never seen on my projects, I've never seen where there's little balls where you actually have to pick off. But it does get fuzzy. It does get a really nice halo. The flip side of that is that the halo is really soft and it feels really good on your skin. But if you don't like that look, the Malabrigo Lace might not be the yarn for you to choose. And is that halo a result of the fact that it's a single, the yarn? I I would I would think so. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. most single ply yarns do get fuzzy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, especially the Malabrigo Worsted that yarn actually pills where you get little balls that you can pick off. But the lace, I suppose maybe depending on how you wore it, maybe if you made a garment out of it, you might get balls, but just worn around the neck, it just gets fuzzy. And like I said, some people like it, some people don't. So. I knit my featherweight cardigan in Malabrigo lace, the Intenso colorway. And mm -hmm. it has not pilled at all. And it also, it it has become a little bit fuzzy over the years, and I finished that sweater years ago, but it's not fuzzy to the extent where you can't see the stitches. So I don't think it's a negative for this yarn. And that was a garment as opposed to a shawl. I, I really love the yarn just because it's so soft and feels so good next to the skin. So, yeah, there's there's considerations for everybody. <laughs> now, do you remember what yarns you used to knit Citron? Two of them I used the Malabrigo, and then one of them I used an Indie Dyer yarn, but it was also a single ply, 100% merino. Okay. So it was really similar. It felt almost exactly the same. But I've seen people knit in sock yarns, and I have seen people knit it in a worsted weight, and I've seen people knit it in the same yarn, but just knit it much larger. So that it yielded a full-size shawl rather than a smaller shawlette. Yeah, and the yarn I used is called Feza Yarns Kid Mohair Multi, and it is 80% mohair. And it in Ravelry, it calls it a worsted weight yarn, but 
I remember it feeling like a lace weight. And if you were to look at my project pictures, it certainly looks like a lace shawl. It does not look like a worsted weight shawl at all. And it was rather, yeah. but mine was nice and large too. And the one reason I really, really adored the finished object is that yarn, besides the fact that it's mohair and that annoys me, is beautiful <laughs> and it has very long color repeats. So the color repeats match the ruching areas and they were beautiful blues and uh, like a teal green. It was just amazing. Very, very pretty. Yeah, nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you were to change the gauge or the yarn size, I would just recommend to people to try to make the fabric drapey. And like you mentioned, that yarn was a worsted weight, but maybe it works because you knit it at such an open gauge, so you still get a drapey fabric. Yeah, I I don't remember exactly what I did. I just well, I knitted on <laughs> six needles, but that was many years ago. So it was in 2010. Yeah. But I, again, I loved my finished Citron, and I think I will knit it again eventually, but it would have to be in a time where I needed something that was straight up stockinette and didn't require much thought. Right, exactly, exactly. So what skills are needed to knit this pattern include, I, let's see, I looked at the pattern and I wrote down, you needed to be able to cast on around three sides of your little piece of knitting to make nine stitches. And I don't know what that is called. It's just a, a shawl cast on that I have seen used before. And basically you just have to follow the directions as written. And I would recommend, if you've never done it before, I would recommend just doing it once, ripping it out, doing it again, ripping it out. You're, you're only knitting this little cast on to nine stitches. So if you have to do it several times, you're not losing a lot of time. Do you remember that cast on, Gail? I absolutely remember. I think that was the first time I had ever done it. And it yeah. did take me several tries to get it right. And I think that was one of my annoyances with the yarn <laughs> because it's very difficult to see the mohair because of the mohair halo, it's difficult to see right. the stitches. So that was a frustrating part for me. But in a smoother yarn, it would be easier. But I agree with your recommendation to practice that cast on a few times. And it does only take, what, 10 minutes maybe? Right. And even like you're saying, if, if you think you're going to have trouble with it and you've never done it before, try it on scrap yarn. Just yeah. get some smooth yarn and just try your little cast on until you figure out how it works. Basically, you knit a couple rows on very few stitches, and then you have to pick up stitches on three sides of this little piece of knitting just to yield those nine stitches. Yeah, it's not so, difficult, but it does require a little bit of practice. Yeah, and of course you wanna get it to look right. And that little, that little piece ends up being the very top and middle along the straight edge of the shawl. Yeah. So you kind of get nine stitches coming off on three sides of it, like a little semicircle, which is the shape of the shawl. It's like the very back of your neck. Yeah, yeah. And let's see, aside from that cast on, you need to be able to make one, knit the front stitch, knit two together. And I believe that was about it. Yeah, it was a very, was, very easy knit. Yeah, it was mostly all increasing and, well, there's decreasing too. Oh, knit, that's the knit two together. Exactly. So, yeah, that's about it. It's a fun little knit, though. And for about 10 rows on each section, it's just straight stockinette. The rows with the ruching are double or triple the amount of stitches, but still those 10 or 8 rows or so are just straight stockinette. So you get some relaxing straight stockinette rows, and then you'll have to either increase or decrease accordingly. Yeah, exactly. It's a good way to describe it. I think that was perfectly described. Okay. Okay, so if you knit the Citron, give us some information in the Ravelry group to let us know what you thought of the pattern, what yarn you selected, and post an FO picture for us to enjoy, please. 
one extra segment we thought it would be fun to record is an overview of our favorite people to stalk on Ravelry. So not yarn specific, not project or designer specific, but individuals who knit beautiful things that inspire us. Yeah. And for me, it was really hard to narrow this down. I chose seven <laughs> people, and it was hard to narrow it down to seven. How many did you have? Five in the end? I've got five. I'm actually missing a couple because I couldn't find a couple people. There were there used to be one knitter in particular that always popped up on projects I was considering. And when we started talking about doing the segment, I realized that I hadn't seen her in a while. And I couldn't find her anymore, so I don't know if she just isn't knitting. I, I don't remember the username. Oh. So I don't know if she just isn't knitting anymore or doesn't have the Ravelry account. Because I even went back and looked at projects that I thought she had knit, and I couldn't find her. So. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Okay, so top of both of our lists is Jetshin, who we've <laughs> mentioned before. Her name is Momo, and she actually has PM'd me because we mentioned her on a previous podcast episode, and she said Ravelry users have PM'd her saying that they heard about her on, on our the podcast. podcast. <laughs> so I, I responded saying, oh no, I hope you don't mind. And she said, no, you're making me famous. So I thought that was pretty funny. So what is it you find inspiring about Jetshin in particular? Aside from the projects she makes and the yarn she chooses, and the matching of the two, which I think is so important, and she obviously does very well. She also takes nice photographs, attractive exactly. photographs. And, you know, there's just something about, I think, when you look at somebody and considering how prolific she is, you know, you just want to ask these people, okay, Really, how much time do you spend knitting a day? Do you work? You know, you wonder, are some of these... And she could just be really a fast knitter, too. Yeah, you never know. are some of these knitters, is this what they do? Do they not work? Do they knit eight hours a day? You know, I'm just really curious. <laughs> I doubt it, though, because I think she has children and stuff, yeah. so she seems like she's probably it's pretty just, busy, but you never just know. Amazes she could just be me. like, yeah. her hands are so fast, it's a blur. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I also agree on her color selection and the way she pairs it in different projects is just amazing mm -hmm. to me. To have that kind of color sense is just I'm not going to say I envy it because that's not a very nice word, but I admire it. It inspires yeah. me. And also the way she styles her finished project pictures mm -hmm. just makes me want to knit almost everything she's knit. <laughs> I mean, it always looks so cute on her and her coloring. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just blends everything so expertly. And we just discovered, or I think Charlene had already discovered, she just informed me how you can search projects in Ravelry and one of the top most favorited projects in Ravelry is Jetshin's Nightingale sweater, yeah. which is stunning. So definitely, if you haven't already looked at Jetshin's finished projects and such, it's well worth a few minutes to go pop onto her finished objects page and just browse. It's just spectacular just to look from the top to the bottom and see all the colors and styles yeah. and things. She's knit very different. She knits a lot of fitted sweaters, but she's also knit a lot of less fitted sweaters that are just stunning. Yeah. It's the only word I can think of is stunning. Yeah. Similarly, another knitter that I have my eye on her projects regularly is Roko, who is Hiroko from Tokyo. She, just like Jet Shin, has really nice color, style, aesthetic. Roko's are Roko's aesthetic seems to be similar to mine. I like a lot of the colors she uses. I like a lot of the projects she does. So, of course, that appeals to me. I also like the fact that her photos are very knitting-focused, meaning she takes photographs of her objects. It's not a photograph of her. It's not a photograph of a pretty location. It's a photograph of her object. So her knitted object is really in the forefront. Most of her photographs are just up against a plain white wall, which is, it looks great because you can see the finished object. I don't ever do that with mine. I'm always in a place. So, so I, I, yeah. yeah, but it's really nice just to focus on the knitting and it's very simple and I 
that I just appreciate the fact that the knitting is up front and center. Can and you, you can see, see more it. of the design details or the the knitting itself, like stitch definition and things like that? I think so. So that I probably so. is very helpful yeah. if you're looking at it in terms yeah. of construction or yeah. things like that. Yeah, I, I like it. And it's not distracting in any way. It's just very simple and beautiful. And the knitting is the focus. I like it. <laughs> That's a, one of my favorites. Edler007. Her name is Inez, and she lives in Germany. I would have to say the exact same thing about her finished object pictures. Mm. They do definitely focus on the knitting, and they're, I hadn't even thought of it that way before. They are almost always on a dress form with nothing in the background, mm -hmm. and she knits some of the most beautiful shawls I have ever seen. And she also knits a lot of sweaters, and she also is a very productive knitter. Mm -hmm. She's also extremely friendly, extremely helpful, she knit the Rock Island shawl, hmm. and she put beads in it, oh. and she offered to share her schematic of where she put the beads with oh. anyone who wanted to. She had to go out of her way to draw it up and, right. you know, put it in a format that everybody could understand, mm -hmm. and that's a, a shawl pattern I do want to knit, so she shared her bead placement information with me, which I really appreciated, and she and I have chatted over PM on Ravelry a lot. She's a really nice woman, but... I think that's another characteristic of the people I have chosen as my top seven. There are really nice people, too, because I've yeah. contacted them for various yeah. information, and they've all yeah. been so helpful. So Inez, not only does she have beautiful finished objects, but again, she takes pictures that highlight the knitting. Right. Right. And then there's two knitters that I kind of know from way back in the knit blog ring days that I still follow now on Ravelry and just like you mentioned I've chatted back and forth with them we used to chat back and forth on comments on blogs and now occasionally chat back and forth on Ravelry although neither of them I've chatted with recently but I still look at their their projects uh, one of them her name is Fluffy Knitter Deb and she also runs uh -huh. one of the sock groups discussion groups on Ravelry. I know that and, username. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. And she is a really prolific sock knitter. And if you like to knit socks, it's really fun to look at her finished objects. She just has different construction, lots of different colors, just really fun to look at, very inspirational to another sock knitter or potential sock knitter. And then the second uh, Ravelry user who I know from knit blogging days is called, her name is Margine, and Margine knits lots of shawls, sweaters, and accessories, and I often love her color choices, and one of my favorite things to look at on her project page is how she goes through color phases. You can really see, if you look at projects in chronological order, you can see how she was going through a blue phase or a red phase. You know, you'll, she'll have a couple rows that where everything is red and then a couple rows where everything is blue. And color is just fun. And so that was one of the things that struck me when we talked about users, the colors. Another one of my favorites is Taylor, who is Night Morning on Ravelry. She is one of my favorites, again, for shawls. She just knits some of the most spectacular shawls and another color aesthetic master. She can blend colors. A lot of her shawls are two-color shawls, and her photography is also amazing because she has this backdrop of a weathered railing that's on the shore of a lake or something. And the way she uses her mostly neutral colors or mostly muted colors, I might say, with the shawl that's draped over the railing with the water in the background is always so inspiring. I just look at them and think, I really want to knit that because it's <laughs> yeah. just so pretty. Yeah. So Taylor is another one of my favorites for shawls. And another one of my favorites for sweaters, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, is Yarnosaurus, real mm -hmm. name Tanya. She, again, another prolific knitter. She knits amazing sweaters mostly sweaters. She also knits some accessories, lots of sweaters for her children, for herself, that are just spectacular, especially the color work she does. She's a master in color work, mm -hmm. not just blending colors, but also Fair Isle type of color work. 
Well, and you had mentioned her to me when I was thinking about making Laika because she has made several of them. Yes, Not she has. Not to mention the sweater again, but she's one of those knitters that had, has made several of them in different variations. It's true. She, both Yarnosaurus and Jetshin, often, I've said before that I will see finished object pictures pop up in my friend activity that I think, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I want to knit that right now. <laughs> they often are test knitters for some of my favorite designers. Oh, yeah. So for example, the 5200K, they both test knit it before it was released. And I think I saw Tanya's first and thought, that is such a beautiful sweater. But then I had to wait for the pattern to be released. <laughs> so they often will test knit for just some of the greatest designers out there. So it's another fun reason to add them to your friends list because you can get a sneak preview of upcoming, yeah. you know, coming attractions kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So sweaters, Jetshin and Yarnosaurus are my faves. Shawls, Edler 007 and Night Morning, also known as Inez and Taylor, are two of my favorites. And I also have three just love them in so many ways users. Top of the list is Tash, Tash Balaz in Australia. She is also extremely friendly, really nice, really helpful. And it's funny because she and I have knit so many of the same mm -hmm. things. She has knit much more than I have, but oftentimes not only will she and I knit the same thing, but occasionally it's even in the same color. Oh. So it cracks me up. Her aesthetic is something I really appreciate. Yeah. So when I'm looking for inspiration, I will often go cruise Tasha's project page. And two others, Shannon, Knitwit41, you've heard me mention her on the podcast many times. She, again, not just sweaters. She knits accessories, shawls, hats, a ton of sweaters. She knits for herself, for her daughter, stunning, stunning, stunning <laughs> finished objects that I think, wow, I wish I could do that. And I know I can. I just have to work up to it. And she's also just the coolest person. She's so friendly, really helpful, very active in a lot of the different groups that I'm a member of on Ravelry. Mm -hmm. Very inspirational. She also takes great finished object photographs so mm -hmm. you can get an idea sometimes of the construction. She's also a great test knitter, so I can see coming attractions when she posts her finished objects. She's very active test knitter for Joji Locatelli, oh. so you often get a little sneak preview that way. And then my last honorable mention is Yelena, who is Y Malcolm on Ravelry, and she just has the most awesome style ever. She knits things that I would never knit for myself because she has FBS, which you would have to research on Ravelry. FBS, fabulous breasts. Oh, this was <laughs> a little thread that went around in some of the Madeline Tosh groups. I do not have as fabulous a breast <laughs> as some of the other knitters in the world. And her sweaters are always so well-fitted and so oh. perfect on her. I mean, her ability to knit to her figure is amazing. And, it's a skill. Yeah, it's a skill, and I love her color selections and her pattern selections, even though, again, I wouldn't choose to knit them for my body type. I love to watch her finished objects, and mm -hmm. she styles them so perfectly. She often will even have, like, fingernail polish that matches oh, her, her wow. knitting, which... I don't wear fingernail polish, but still, <laughs> you just get this overall design. It's like watching Project Runway yeah. in Ravelry. So yeah. I just love watching Yelena's finished objects, wow. too. And she's just so funny. She's a very funny Ravelry person yeah. in general. So yeah. nice. I love exchanging comments with her, nice. too. So those nice. are my top seven. Did you get all of yours? I had one more who often pops up when I am searching under sweaters, and her name is Larissa. And I don't know anything about her, have never contacted her, but she makes a lot of the same projects that I do, a lot of sweaters, and so a lot of times her name will come up. And so I do go back and forth and see her projects often as well, just to see what else she's knitting that I might like. And, you know, we should add that... If you don't know how to see your neighbors... I was just going to say on, that, too. Yeah, your yeah. neighbors on Ravelry, you go to it's people. If you go hit your people tab, or people. friends, hit your friends tab, and they have oh, okay. friends that lists all the different people you're friends with. Mm -hmm. it, another tab there is friends activity, which you mm -hmm. see all the things your friends are knitting, favoriting, queuing, etc. There's also a tab up there called neighbors. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could get to it that way. The way oh. that... Well, the way I was thinking was just go to, if you go to the people tab, 
I think it will just show at the bottom of the page. Oh, that's true too. Generically, yeah. your neighbors, and then it random—well, not randomly, but it matches you up with other ravelers who have knit the same projects that you have knit. So it's always fun place. It is a fun place to start looking at other ravelers' projects if you want to see some other knitters who have knit the same thing that you have knit or perhaps may have the same style likes that you have yeah i totally agree i love occasionally cruising and stalking my neighbors because yeah. like you said you don't always get things on your radar yeah. that other people get yeah. and you could miss the perfect sweater right so every once in right. a while oh she's knit 51 of the same right. patterns yeah, i've knit and exactly. often you're like clap a tea while everyone's knit yeah. that and there's yeah. certain things that pretty yeah. much everyone's knit but still you get that core group of patterns you've both knit that might be off the given path and then you get more ideas from that knitter so it's really fun excuse the siren there <laughs> in the background it's a little bit loud and the really fun thing is that it, if you go through Neighbors and you click on one of the people, it'll match up your projects with their projects right next to each other. Yeah. So you'll see your project and their project in a row scrolling down the page. I always find that fun. Yeah, I do too. And then I also, not only can I see, oh, okay, well, we've knit all of these same projects in common, but then you can go to their overall right. finished objects page. see what page. else they've yeah. knit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that sweater right. before. Right. So that's a good place to start yeah. if you want to start to stalk some other knitters. And we mean stalk always in a good way, <laughs> like we always do, not in a bad way. We stalk because we're looking for inspiration and ideas. And you can, like I said, just ask people questions. They're very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I've done that just last week. I pinged Tanya Yarnosaurus because she had knit with the yarn I was considering mm. trying. And she gave me some great feedback on yeah. the yarn. Yeah. So. Super good advice yeah. and information out there. Take advantage of it. Excellent. Hope you found this useful and fun. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>